1: you can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC, Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The purpose of the church is to help us to grow up spiritually. And as you, you grow, as you go to church and you take in God's Word and you worship the Lord and you learn how to pray, you learn how to serve, but whatever it is, if you're doing Sunday school or coffee shop or bookstore or, worship or or whatever it is, right, when you become a doer of the word, then you're going to grow spiritually. Now, there's a process. You have to first learn it intellectually. Jesus said, you know it. That's the first step. And then you'll be blessed if you do it. So step one is to know it. So you got to learn it, right? But then step two is to do it. In James one twenty two, he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Now, Why did James tell those Christians, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself? What's the deception part? The deception part is if you go to a church that teaches through the Bible, the deception is to think, well, I heard it and I agree with it and that's the same as doing it, right? But it's not at all, right? So if you hear about how to play the piano and you agree with what the teacher says, does that mean you can play? No, right? Uh, and, And so Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, and I underline that, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rain descends and the floods come and the winds blow and beat on that house, it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. That's Jesus. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, and you can put in there, churchgoers, who does not do them, hears it but doesn't do it. I will liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rain descended and the flood came and the wind blew, it beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. In other words, Jesus is saying that in your spiritual growth process, if you come to church and hear it and do it, you're going to be building your house on the rock on jesus it'll last no matter what comes whatever storm comes in life whether it's covid or physical personal problems whatever it is that jesus is going to help you through it but if you just hear it and don't do it well then when the storms of life come and they're going to come then you're going to fall right and, and that's what i love about you know studying god's word and knowing the truth and building your life on the rock because no matter what comes the lord's with you and he's going to see you through and it's so good verse 16 from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love right so he's talking about the church every part does its share that means every single person has a part to play whether you're not usher greeter so the church is the body of christ and everyone needs to use their gifts to do what edifying itself in love right that's how you show love and you say well how do i know what my part is pastor bob well Uh, Romans 12.1 says, present your body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world. That means don't be conformed by social media or internet or TV, but be transformed, that, you know, that word's metamorphosis, be changed from the inside, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, if you want to know God's perfect will for your life, then you need to give your life as a, a living sacrifice, and you need to Be transformed by the renewing of your mind now that is a lifelong process that doesn't happen in 10 minutes it doesn't happen on a one wednesday night it's a lifelong process and through the process you might you might 10 years ago say jesus i love you i thank you for all you've done for me i want to live my life to serve you i'll do whatever you want i'll clean the bathrooms i'll clean the floors on my hands and knees i'll do whatever and then some years go by and you're like oh but now i found pickleball i can't go to church anymore i play pickleball (laughs) right whatever it is some hobby some new thing right i play pickleball i'm not i'm not dogging on pickleball but there's always those jokes about pickleball players. that are like pickleball, anyway, uh, right? But uh, it's a lifelong process, and God's Word will transform you from the inside out if you come to church on a regular basis and do what God's Word says. Take it in, be a hearer, be a doer. It's going to change you. How do I know? Because that's what happened in my life. I was an atheist, ding dong, and I came to church every week. And you know, as a young baby Christian, sat in the back, didn't talk to anybody. But as the years went by, I started growing, and I started realizing, oh. I want to. I want to love Jesus, and I. How do you love Him? What did Jesus say If you love me, obey my commandments. And what did He tells us to do, right? To serve people, love people, right? So Romans twelve two says that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you want to know what God's perfect acceptable will is for your life? Well, then just surrender your life and say, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll teach Sunday school. I'll play in the worship band. I'll you know whatever. I'll you know clean the bathrooms. I'll you know whatever. And, and that is such a great place to be. You know the worst place to be for a Christian? And I was at this place as a young Christian. Jesus, I'll serve you except I won't do, and I had a top 10 list. I won't do this and I won't do that. And I won't do this. I won't be a pastor. I won't play in the worship band. I won't do, won't, won't, won't. What I will do, uh, if you need anybody to preach to the surfers in Hawaii, uh, I'm there. If you need anybody to be a pro wake surfer, uh, I'll do that, right? And I had a list of what I would do. And it's interesting, the list of things that I said I wouldn't do were the things that God wanted me to do. Why is that? Well, because inside we have this battle with the carnal nature. And the carnal nature is selfish. It wants to do its own thing. And so, you know, I tell our staff, everybody who works here, you know, if you're praying about it and you don't want to do it, well, Jesus probably wants you to do it. <laughs> if you want to do it, well, I don't know about that, but, right, it's so important for us to realize that God wants to work in our lives and what he wants to do, our flesh doesn't want to do. And, and But here's the thing, it brings great joy to serve the Lord and to do what you were created to do. So he goes on in verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. That means every person in the church. And what happens when every part does its share? It causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So God has given each person a gift in the body of Christ. And sometimes people don't recognize what their gift is. Sometimes people think, you know, I don't know what I should do. But here's a question. Do you think that the 12 apostles that Jesus handpicked knew that they were gifted to do what God was gonna do in their lives? Do you think they all knew they were gonna be martyrs for the kingdom of God? I don't think so. I don't think they would have done it, <laughs> right? Uh, and why do you think Jesus picked those 12 people that you students of the Bible know that those 12 apostles that he picked to, you know, change the world were very ordinary people. They were fishermen. They were, you know, tax collectors. They were just ordinary people. And, and why, do, why did Jesus pick them? Well, one of the things in 1 Corinthians one twenty six it tells us, for you see your calling, brethren, and it's talking about y- your part in the body of Christ, that not many wise, n- according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God chooses the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. Why? That no flesh would glory in his presence. See, God wants to use ordinary people, so when he does great things to your life, when you bring your neighbors to church and they get saved, you teach Sunday school and kids grow up and, and, you know, are serving the Lord and God works through your life and does great things that you don't think it's you, right? That no flesh would glory in his presence. And so 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, what is a good steward? Well, the Bible says a steward is somebody who is has a responsibility to take care of something that somebody else has given them. You know, like a store manager, like a Hobby Lobby or Chick Fil A. Like you know, the manager at Chick Fil A. I think his name's Jared, right? And uh, he 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 watches over that store, takes care of it, right? And so the Bible says you need to take care of the gifts that God's given you, and, and whatever that is, whatever talents. And so the manager at Chick Fil A. Do you think he just sits at home and watches Sports Center all day? No. I see him there every time I go to Chick-fil-A, and I don't go there that much. He's always there. He's always there like, hey, how's it going? So he's saying, we need to be good stewards of what God's entrusted us. So whatever talent, ability, skill, whatever, right? And so we are to be stewards of God's grace, and we're to be responsible for that. And Jesus told a lot of parables about being a steward, and Jesus told them how important it was that the steward keep busy about the master's business uh, because the master wasn't there. Now, we know Jesus is coming back, right? And (coughs) when Jesus returns, he wants to find us doing what he created us to do, to be busy about the master's business. Uh, In in, uh, Luke 12, Peter asked, in verse 1241, Peter said to him, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? And the Lord said, who then is a faithful and wise steward, whom his master will make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is the servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Doing what? Wisely managing whatever God's given you. Now you might say tonight, well, I don't have very much. Well, you got to manage that. You should be thankful if you don't have very much. The Bible says, "To whom much is given, much is expected. To whom little is given, little is expected." So when I started serving the church, I'm like, "Well, I got little, so I have little expectations." All right, let's go. I can do little, right? And so God wants us to be wise stewards of what He's given us. Now He could be coming back soon, and we want Jesus to say, "Well done, good and faithful servant," right? So we want to be doing what He's called us to do. And you know, we talk about this for a couple weeks now, but you got to pray and say, "Lord, what can I do?" But it starts with. Giving yourself as a living sacrifice. Lord, what do you want me to do? You want me to be a foster parent? Lord, you want me to be a Sunday school teacher? Lord, you want me to play in the worship band? Lord, what do you want me to do? And here's the thing. If you pray and say, Lord, I surrender to you. I'll do whatever you want. He'll direct you to do things. And what I found was I prayed that for years and years and years. And then eventually I, I, my prayer changed from, Lord, I'll do whatever you want to okay, Lord, I have all these different opportunities. Which one do you want me to do? Then it was like, because once you start saying I'll do whatever, there's infinite opportunity. There's a world that is lost in darkness, going to hell, and they need someone to tell them about Jesus. And there's so much opportunity. You know, our church has uh, many people who are involved in this thing where they go out to the schools and they have Bible studies every day after school. And I mean, that's a great opportunity. Or here, God brings hundreds of children here to church every week, and we need Sunday school teachers. There's, you know, so many opportunities in every different aspect of church from, you know, relational time of ministries to just serving we have people that come and volunteer to clean the church whatever it is but it is so good to do things that are gonna have eternal value right now I play pickleball and I play pickleball this week and I know when I get to heaven it ain't gonna count for anything (laughs) you know my wife she played with this other guy and I played with someone and and she won She's like I won but I'm thinking when we get to heaven God don't care and I don't care (laughs) nobody cares right It doesn't mean anything. It's good exercise, right? We have this physical body. We got to take care of it. And so I play because, you know, it's good for your brain. You don't want to get a mush brain when you get older. So, you know, you play the strategy. Uh, But God wants us to realize that all of us one day are going to be in heaven. And when you look back on this life, all that's going to matter is what you did for Jesus, right? That's it. Uh, The things that we do for him have eternal value. You can get rewards in heaven. And the stuff, I mean, there's nothing wrong with pickleball, right? I I like to play because it's good exercise, right? And, you know, it's better than just, doing nothing, right? And who likes to exercise? Raise your hand. Two of you. All right. I like it too, but my wife doesn't, so she plays pickleball. So, uh, but here's the thing. God isn't going to make you do any weird thing that you don't want to do, right? Along my journey, all the way of saying, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. If God said, Bob, I want you to do this, and I didn't want to do it, and I said, I don't want to do it. God says, okay, don't do it. Watch The prices, Right. Live a boring life. Do whatever you want, right? Uh, but I'm like, okay, I want to serve you, because I know that serving the Lord and doing what God created me to do is so much better than anything else, right? And, and the world wants to tell you that all the other stuff is better than serving God, but it's not true. I've done all the other stuff. It's worthless, right? It's so empty. Whatever it is that you do, eventually you get bored of it, right? And, and so, but serving the Lord, doing what he created you to do, it blesses other people. It has eternal value. <coughs> and You're gonna get rewards throughout eternity in heaven for doing those things. So we have to stop there because we're out of time. So let's pray. <coughs> Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. We're so thankful, Lord, that you created us with a purpose and a plan. And Lord, we pray that you would cause us to be a church (coughs) that wants to use what you've given us to edify the body of Christ, to stir up love, to encourage one another, that we might be uh, your instruments in this world, to be light in the darkness, to be salt in this corrupt world. So Lord, we pray that you would cause us to be the men and women that you want us to be by the supernatural power of your spirit working in us, transforming us from the inside out, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day.